Good morning, church family. God is good. You know, in the midst of craziness, we live in peace. Come on, talk to me, guys. Because our affections are set on things above and not on things of this earth. When you have your affection set on things above and you know what the prophecy says, you just say, okay, everything's going to be all right. Amen. What is my job to do? Pray, share the gospel, do whatever I can to let somebody's eyes be open. Amen. You know, it's interesting that the prophecies concerning Jesus outnumber any other thing of historic figures by the thousands, literally thousands, but yet people still don't want to believe on him. Isn't it just crazy? Oh, no, you know, I believe this guy, he, you know, he prophesied JFK was going to die or something like that. Well, Jesus Christ, it was prophesied he'd be born in Bethlehem, be born of a virgin, that he would die a death that for some reason you'll get be pierced in his hands and his feet. Crucifixion wasn't even around when that was on. I can go on and 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 on. As I brought out, I think it was Good Friday, if just eight of those prophecies were fulfilled, the odds of it happening are to the, what was it, 17th power or something like that. Totally impossible. We are very secure in what we believe. Amen? I heard an interesting thing that all the quotations from the Bible from great people, if they put it all together, was only 11 verses that have not been used by people throughout the ages of our Bible. Like no other book. Amen? And then when I hear that 25 million more people, Christians, are not reading their Bible, man, you better read your Bible. Because, you, you, you know, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I can literally feel spiritual weakness when I don't read my Bible. You know, or, you know, on my level, read it a, a good amount. A, a, amen? Now listen, meet you, you know, God meets you at your level. If you can only handle 10 minutes a day, read 10 minutes a day. Here, you want to have peace? Quit listening to the news when you're driving and put on the Bible and listen to it. Amen? Well, I don't understand what they're saying. Then read some of the books that you'll understand what they're saying, like John and Matthew and Mark and Luke. You know, it's somebody shared the, the, the word of God with me before I got saved, so I got a Bible. And this was before the experience up at uh, Rifle Camp Road and all. And I opened it up to Matthew. He gave me, I believe it was the New Testament. And the first chapter was the genealogies. And I said, that's what this book is all about? And I put it away. I wonder why God put that first chapter as uh, the genealogies. You know, it's just kind of interesting. You will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, says the Lord. Amen. You have a gem in your hand. The Bible says a man sold all that he had to get that one pearl of great price. We have the pearl in front of us. And Jesus told us before he returned, there will be tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm us. Amen? Amen? Let's pray this morning. Father, we live in peace because we know where we're going. <laughs> As crazy as things are getting, we know where we're going, Lord. We see what's going on in Ukraine. We see what's going on in Russia. We see what's going on in the Middle East. We see what's going on in our own country, Lord. 
We see the riots in Paris and Sweden and on and on. The news hardly covers these things that are going on. We see all these plants somehow catching on fire, two airplanes crashing at different times into them. Lord, they say it's all conspiracy theory. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking up, Lord, because my redemption is drawing nigh. I thank you today for your word, for it's your word that builds us up to stay strong, that when these things come upon the earth, we can ride it through, Lord. And thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you open to Hebrews chapter 13? So we just concluded Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday. And we remembered all that our Jesus did for us. God is so good. Amen. Come on, church family. He is risen. We saw 18 people raise their hands for the Easter service. Hallelujah. Making a commitment to Christ. We say, hallelujah. Oh, man, it's what it's all about. You know, people get the church wrong. They think the church is a place where people get saved, and it is. We always want to be evangelical, but the church is a place where the, the body of Christ grows in the word of God also, amen? God established the church so that we can grow, and the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Oh, they want to shut the doors of the church, but we're still going strong, amen, amen. Remember that the same Jesus that gave his all for the human race is the same Jesus that lives in us today. Amen? That's why I count it in honor that the, the calling in my life is to brag on Jesus Christ. Think about that. Your calling is to brag on Jesus, the good news, the gospel. Let other people know he's good. I don't believe in him. I sure do. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good all the time. No matter what life throws at us, he's good. Amen? And the Bible says when we're on this new earth, we won't even remember the junk of this world. Amen. Hebrews 13, 8. Are you guys there? Very simple scripture. Would you read it with me? Let's read it together. I'm reading it from the New King James. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's say it again. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah to his name. And today, our Jesus is seated at the right hand of Almighty God, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. That's why I know what he said in his word will come to pass. Amen. I don't have to freak out about it all. That's why I barely watch the news. I just try to keep up on what's going on, namely towards Bible prophecy. Amen. But knowing that he has got everything under control and his love that he showed to his followers, say like Peter, who denied him three times. And as we saw, I believe it was Palm Sunday or, or Good Friday, Mary Madeline, whose seven demons were cast out of her, is the same Jesus that loves us today. I want you to go to Romans chapter 8. And these are very familiar scriptures. But when I think of who the author of these scriptures, of this word is, the Apostle Paul, and the outright hatred that he had for the things of God. Well, let me say that right. He had, a, 
He had a fire for the things of God. He had a hatred for Christianity, for Christians. And yet I think he has written some of the most beautiful words that we can ever, ever imagine. He's the one that wrote the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. And on and on. So many weddings, they read that on and on. And remember this, 1 John 4, 7 and 8, it says that God is love, right? So God is patient. God is kind. God is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. God takes no account of the evil done to him. He pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Are you with me today, church family? And here in Romans chapter 8, I'm going to begin with verse 31. To me, these are some of the most beautiful words in our New Testament. Let's begin. What then shall we say to these things? Would you read the next few words with me? If God is for me, come on, if God is for me, if God is for me, who can be against me? Think about what he's saying there. If God is for me, who can be against me? Who can be, who cares who can be against me? If God is on my side, what do I care what they say? What do I care what they do? If God, say it, ready, is for me, who can be against me? When I got the creator of the universe on my team, if you know what I'm trying to say, on my side, everything's going to be okay. The boat might shake. The earth might tremble. The mountains might fall down. But God's, got, God's taking care of me. The Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why don't I want? Because the good shepherd takes care of all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Are you breathing today, church family? He provides the air. He provides the trees to clean the air. Did you eat today or eat later, whatever it is? He provides the food. That's our shepherd. The God who loves us. He loves you. Say it with me, please. He loves me. I wrote right on my vision board, God is no respecter of person. What he has done for one person, he can do for me. If he helps some other family's kid, he can help your family's kid. If he healed someone else, he can heal you. If he got somebody else a good job, he can get you a good job. Why? He's no respecter of person. Then what is he a respecter of? Faith. Believing, believing that he loves me, that he cares for me, that if God has a wallet, my picture's in that wallet. Come on, talk to me, church family. Because if we don't see these very basic things of Christianity, the love of God, for God so loved the world that he gave, herein is the love of God. If we don't get that within us, we're just going to go through life thinking we're under the judgment of this world. We are not. Jesus has gotten rid of the wrath from us. He has taken the judgment. We just celebrated it on Good Friday. He took the wrath of God upon himself so that we could have Zoe eternal life. Amen? So one more time. Ready? If God is for me, say it. If God is for me, who can be against me? He who did not spare his own son, 
but he delivered him up for me. Jesus was delivered for me. For me. He went to that cross for me. You got to make Christianity, the word of God, personal. He did it for me, right? He did not spare Jesus, delivered him up for me. How shall he not also with him freely, freely? Man, I love when the, the stores have, you know, spend 10 bucks and you get a, a free box of matzahs. I don't eat a lot of matzahs, but it's free. If it's free, free. right? Spend $400 and you get a ham. If it's free, look what it says. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Brandy just prayed. Prayed for your jobs. Prayed for your prosperity. Prayed for your families. Prayed for your health. All of those are included in freely gives us all things. All things. Underline that. Circle it. Say it. God, you give all things. I need a better job. Would you help me get a better job? Talking to him just like I would talk to a dad who truly loves me and cares about me and wants to hear what I have to say. Abba, you freely give us all things. Verse 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Let him. Lots of people are, right? It is God who justifies. It is God who looks at us just as if we've never sinned. That God looks at our spirit man and sees Jesus in us, the hope of glory. How perfect do you think Jesus is? Some of you trying to think, what's another word I can use? Perfect. That's what you are today in your spirit man. Oh, no, you don't know me. I whacked the cat, I cursed, I did this in your flesh and in your soul. We are still renewing this thing right here, amen? And this flesh, once we renew this, and the only way you can renew this is by the word of God, and once this gets renewed, the two-thirds majority, spirit and soul, will tell this body what to do. Amen. But as long as the soul is saying, yeah, do that, feel that. And you want to see that? Go after that. Then you got the two-thirds majority on the other end, and your body is going to do what your mind tells it to do. That's why the Bible says, I beg of you, I beseech of you, brethren, that you present your bodies living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. God has a good will towards us, an acceptable will towards us, and a perfect will. Which one am I going after? I'm going after that perfect will. No, I haven't arrived. We're all pressing God. Amen? Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died for us. And furthermore, he is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Now watch this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Wow. Underline that, because he's asking a question. 
So let's look at the question that he's asking today and let's respond to it. Because people say, God doesn't love me when my kids are mad or acting up. Or God doesn't love me when I get a flat tire. Or God doesn't love me when, when my taxes go up. Or on and on and on. Watch what he says here. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Question mark. Shall tribulations, would you say no with me? No. no. Because we sure got plenty of them living in this world. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulations. You will have trials, tests. The apostle uh, James says, hey, count it all joy when you fall into diverse tests, trials, tribulations. Throw a party. Yeah, I know you're looking at me the same way I look at that scripture. What do you mean throw a party when I'm going through stuff? When I'm going through stuff, I want to stick my head in the ground and hide. But he says, look at it. Because you're going to overcome this thing. Yeah. Tribulations. How about distress? You ever just feel overwhelmed? Anybody? Anybody ever just feel overwhelmed? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? When I'm distressed, when I feel overwhelmed, does Christ separate himself from me? Are you ready? Say, no. How about persecutions? Ever have a few of them? You'll have a whole lot more the more you tell people about Jesus. When you share Jesus, boy, they'll start persecuting you, amen? You go to that church. Don't you know what they believe? Isn't that amazing when people make dumb statements like that? They've never been in the building. They've never listened to what we say, but yet they'll make that statement. They have just broken one of the commandments. Thou shalt not lie, you liar. Liars are friars. <laughs> Why do I say that? Because... It's so ridiculous. Make sure before you condemn somebody, you find out what they believe. Amen. All right, keep going on. How about famine? What about if, if things really start getting bad, 2022, 2023? Famine, does that mean God doesn't love us? God can stretch a, a bowl of rice or a bowl of spaghetti to feed one, one pound, can feed a family of seven. Say so Somebody looking at me. Hey, Jesus, five fish and uh, you know, two fish and five loaves, and he fed everyone. He, the Lord, is my shepherd. I shall not want. He can take care of us no matter what comes. Now, be smart. I keep saying it. Be smart. Start grabbing some sails and stock it away. Amen? Be prepared. Know what's going on. Understand the day and the hours that we're living in. That doesn't mean you got to be a prepper and have a basement full with every kind of weird food. But you can put some good food to the side. I looked up. How long does frozen foods last? Because I had some hot dogs in there. It says as long as you're kept at zero degrees indefinitely. I said, oh, how long does food last after the expiration date? As long as the can isn't rusty and it's not blown up a long time. Why are they putting all those dates on those products to get you to buy more stuff? Yeah, I ain't going to eat that. That says it expired yesterday. Uh, it is good preaching, right? I, I worked in a supermarket. I kind of get some of these things. Hey, amen? All right. Or nakedness. In other words, we can't go out and buy as much as we used to buy. Or peril or sword. What if war comes to America? What if things start heating up over here? What does it say? 
will not be separated from the love of Christ. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. Watch this next statement. We are accounted. Doesn't say we are. This is the way the world sees us. They account us as sheep to the slaughter. Well, let me tell you something about these sheep, amen? These sheep one day will be kings of the king and lords of the Lord, amen? In other words, we will be working under Jesus Christ for all eternity for the plan that God has set up for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hallelujah, Maranatha church family, come Lord Jesus. Yet, in all these things, what things? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword. What does it say? Come on. We are, we are, doesn't say we're going to be. Catch the tense of the word of God. It'll, it'll bless you beyond words. Quit praying everything. Bring this, Lord, bring that, Lord, and start looking at the word of God. And when it says something is done, then it's done. Where's it done? In the spirit. It's the spirit that created the natural, not the natural created the spirit. For uh, John 4, 4, God is a, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Jesus said, you must be born again. Does anybody remember when you were born again? Did anything change out here? If you were fat out here, you were fat after you got born again. If you were bald out here, you were bald after you got born again. If you thought nasty, you probably still thought nasty after you got born again. Because your body and your soul were not renewed yet. That's what church is for, to help you renew this thing so it can take some control over this earth suit that we have for these measly 80 years or whatever it is that we have, right? So here he says, yet in these things we are, come on, say it with a little oomph, ready? More. Come on, say it. More. I'm not just a little conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a conqueror because he made us a conqueror. Amen? Some of you are new. I'll tell you a little story. I've said it many times here before. It's about a heavyweight boxer, right? He works and works and works and works and works because he wants to be a conqueror. He wants to be the world heavyweight champion of the world. He wants to get that belt put on him, right? Man, he gets out there. He's working for six months, getting trim, getting mean, and then he's out there in the, in the ring, and the battle goes 12 rounds, three-minute rounds. He is beat up. His lip is busted. They had to cut his eye open, on and on. But at the end, they lifted up his arm, and they said, here is the conqueror. Here is the champion of the world. And everybody, ah! They carry him by both hands. They take him into the dressing room. They put him on the bench there. They're helping him out. And all of a sudden, they bring to him his multi-million dollar purse. And they give him the belt and all that. And all of a sudden, his little sweet wife walks in. Oh, honey, honey, you, you did such a good job. And she takes the purse with the money, and she walks away. She's more than a conqueror. <laughs> Why do I say that? Who took the beating today? Who took the lashes on his back at his front? 
who laid with shame in front of the whole world, who was nailed to that cross, who went into the bowels of the earth for you and me so that we could be more than conquerors today. My, my hands were not nailed to a cross in the natural. I didn't have thorns put on my head in the natural. He took it all for me. To make me, ready? Say it with me, more than a conqueror. Through him who loves us. For I am persuaded. I know that 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 neither death nor life nor angels nor devils, principalities, nor powers, nor things that are today, nor what's up ahead for tomorrow. Tomorrow to come. Come on, guys. Nor things present, nor things to come. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creative thing. Ready? Would you say it with me? Shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Some of you did some things and you think God doesn't love you now. Did you do some of them crazy things that we just read? He loves you no matter what you've done. He forgives you no matter what you've done. He's accepted you no matter what you have done. Be free today, church family. Be free today. Jesus Christ didn't come to give us a gospel to put us into more bondage. He came to give us freedom. And God today is speaking to us through his son. God is not speaking through Moses. I can read about Moses, but how is God speaking today? Go over to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 1. Look what it says here. God, who in various times or different dispensations... We're coming to the seventh, the sixth dispensation, and then the seventh. That'll wrap this thing up. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, spoke through Moses, spoke through Daniel, spoke through all them. And thank God, Jesus used the Old Testament. I use the Old Testament, but has in these last days spoken to us by his son. That's how he's speaking today is through Jesus Christ. Does that mean I don't read the Old Testament? I read the Old Testament as much as I read the New Testament. But what I'm trying to say is I got to listen to the words of his son. I'm not under law anymore. I'm under grace. His undeserved, unmerited favor. Look, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Who is the brightness of God's glory. He is the express image of God's person. In other words, you want to know what God is like? Find out what Jesus is like. Once you find out what Jesus is like, then you know what God is like. I never knew this before. I shared this with Diana. I just read this. That the word Father, Abba, that you see throughout the Gospels, 
is used 171 times. And what it relays in there in the Aramaic, in the, in the writings, is that that word means daddy. So th this is what Jesus said. It was a word that was used by children, little children, and then it changed when they become teenagers. But Jesus continued to use that word. Jesus said, my daddy showed me what to do, and I do it. My daddy showed me to do this. Can you imagine walking around and these professors and all going, Daddy? Daddy? God wants to be our daddy. We say, Abba, beautiful. But boy, you ever call God Daddy? Who being the brightness of his glory, verse 3, the express image of his person upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself. Come on, church family, talk to me. By himself. There is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Are you with me, guys? By himself purged our sins. Done. Finute. Forgiven. Washed away. Far as the east is from the west, so far I won't remember your sins anymore. Though the, your, your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. I hear people pray this prayer. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Do you know what that prayer was? That was David praying to Almighty God after he got caught by Nahum in his affair with Bathsheba. It is not a New Testament prayer. We don't pray, Lord, create in me a clean heart because he has given us a clean heart. He has given us himself. We are born again. We've got to watch when we mix the law with grace. It becomes very confusing to people and they stay away. First you tell me God loves me, forgives me. Then you tell me he'll smite me if I make one mistake. What is it? Keep going on. By himself purged our sin. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on, God, on, of, on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by himself and by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than all the angels. Jesus' name is above Gabriel, above Michael, above Lucifer. I don't know what other names are out there. There's, he gives a name to every creative being, but we only have those. His name is above every name. Now go over to Galatians 2.20. This is where we started this teaching off and where we're going to end it today. It's still amazing to me that Jesus, who went and died on the cross with all the suffering and then rose again, yet in the eyes of God, he sees me on that cross. He saw me buried. He saw me rise from the dead. Come on, church family. I, I know this is a little deep today. I, I get it. But you got to get this, that it's in here first if it's ever going to become manifestation out here. We got to understand that this is all spiritual stuff. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, are you not a teacher of the law and you don't understand these things? 
I just dig. I want to know. I want to understand what has happened in here so that I can get it up here and get it to be revealed out here. Come on, say the first few words with me here. Ready? Verse 20, 220. I have been. I have been. What have I been? I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Look at what he's talking about here. How can Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, how can he live in an unclean vessel? He can't. He can't. So what does that make me then? A clean vessel. A vessel unto honor. Not here. Yet. Let me say it like that. Yet. Because I'm getting a glorified body. How about you? Amen? And not here yet. Yet. But I'm getting a glorified mind, a renewed mind. When Jesus returns, I'm working on it here. I'm never going to reach perfection here. But I press on. Like the Apostle Paul said, I press on. I want to finish my race. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the anointed one. He lives in me. We have the spirit of Christ within us. And the life which I now live in the... I live how? By faith. In the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. This, this is just amazing, the gospel. It's just mind-boggling that what God has done to us little human beings, they kill us and throw us off like we're nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's just flesh. It's going to die. It goes into the ground. But on resurrection day, it's going to get resurrected with our spirits. Amen? One more scripture and we'll wrap up. Go to Romans 8.11. Come on, church, you getting something today? I'm just trying to take you in a little deeper. God has just been working on me, getting deeper into spiritual things, not always thinking about the flesh things. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh, I feel this. Oh, I, they said I have this. But what does the spirit and truth say? What does the word of God say? Well, pastor, what if I, I believed that and I died? You'd be in a far better place. Amen. Look, guys, we're all learning, amen? Yeah. We're all learning. Yeah. I take steps of faith in it. I, I didn't arrive yet. Huh, I'm in paradise. You got to put up with this crazy world. I'm gone, amen? But I'm learning. I'm chewing. I'm growing. Here's what the Bible says, ready? As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow. First Peter 2.2. 2. Then over in Hebrews he says, by this time you ought to be teachers and you still need the elementary things. And look, read some of the things that he calls elementary. Righteousness, the laying on of hands, things like that. We need to be growing in these things. Amen? All right, here we go. Let's wrap it up here. Romans 8.11. But if the spirit of 
Jesus, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. How many here have the Holy Spirit abiding within you? If you don't, you're not, you're not his. That's what he said. So you have to have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ within us. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your redeemed spirit. No, mortal body. Mortal means death ruled. Your body has to die. I don't care if you're a, a, a trillionaire. I don't care if you're Joe Biden or Donald Trump or, or uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth, right? It doesn't matter. You have to die unless we get taken up. Amen? I hope we're that generation. If we're not, we have to die. But look what he says. He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to this mortal, death-ruled, corruptible body. How? Through his spirit who dwells in us. How does God see us today? Real simple. Ready? One with his son. Here's how Jesus said it. I and them, you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me, Jesus, and have loved them as much as you have loved me. Okay, here's your homework assignment. Ready? I want you to just say today, tomorrow, God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. Amen. Let, that, let that get in here. That'll get rid of depression. That'll get rid of anxiety. That'll get rid of fear. That'll get rid of a lot of stuff from you when you know that you are loved by God the same way God loves his son. Amen, Amen church family. Homework. Renew the mind. Manja. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. Amen? Now look, if you say, I don't, I don't believe some of the things you said today. Great! I'm so happy. Study it out and find that I was wrong. I'd love for you to dig. Get in the word. Find out for yourself. Find out if Christ has raised you up. Find out if God lives inside you. Find out if God sees you as he sees his son. Don't go to the Old Testament. This is New Testament stuff, New Covenant stuff we're talking about right here. These are the epistles. These are the gospels. Find out what you have today. Amen? And then you won't pray, Lord, cleanse my heart. You might pray, Lord, cleanse my mind and my body, but not my heart, because my heart is born again. Amen. It's brand new, spanky brand new, and I can never get a dot of dirt on my spirit. My mind, my body, I'm with you guys. Here we are. You ready? Here's us Christians. Ready? We're in a canoe. We're paddling but the stream is going in the opposite direction. And it's not easy, is it?
This world, the culture, all that's going on is trying to get us to turn around and just say, let's just take it easy. Let's fight the good fight of faith. <laughs> Father, we bless you and we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for giving me the privilege, the honor, and the sheer responsibility of bragging on your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I love him so dearly. I love you, Abba, Daddy. Oh, my. I love you so dearly. And I pray today that every person here would just see how much you love them, that you are no respecter of person, that you don't love me more than them, you don't love the, the most holy person, Billy Graham, more than them. No, you love us all equally because of your son. Listen, church family, but there's only one way to have that, and that's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you have never asked Jesus to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and today, you'd like to make that decision. I'd like to pray a very simple prayer with you. The Bible says right up on the screen, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, has, you shall be saved. So let's do that today. Would you all pray this with me? Say this. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ... He is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I repent of them. I turn my face from them. I accept today what you have done. I am born again. I am a new creation in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around, Christians praying softly, but if you prayed that prayer today, I'd like to say congratulations. I'd like to give you a free gift, even those that are online. I'd like to give you a little package. There is no charge for it. We'd like to get this package into your hand to help you. Inside the package is just some, some, a gospel of John and some other stuff. If you don't have a Bible, there's a little card in there. Take it to our bookstore, and we'll give you a free New Testament to help get you started. So if that's you today, you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart. You're doing it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You'd like to rededicate your life today. Maybe you're not sure yet. But you would like this package before you leave. There with no one looking around. This is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that will bring you this gift. Would you slip your hand up? Let them see it. When they see it, they'll walk that gift over to you. This is the amazing thing about God. He gave us a free will. People can choose to go to hell. They can choose to go to heaven. It's all a free gift from God. Don't choose hell. Choose heaven. Eternity is a long time, long time to be wrong. One more time, I'm going to look around at you. Just slip your hand up, let them see it, and they'll get that gift off to you. All right, let's go ahead and close in prayer today. Father, we again thank you that even in a world gone crazy, we can stay in peace. Why? Christ in us, the hope of glory. What a world gone crazy when we think of one week they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. 
Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. By the end of the week, they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. And Lord, the strange things that we're seeing, but we stay in peace, Lord. We stay in peace and we have that assurance that everything is good, Lord. Now, Lord, as we go out these doors today, we thank you that we're strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Church family, say this with me. I thank you, Father, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, that we are blessed. Go be a blessing today. God bless you.